0: Get it, the Bird Show. If you were listening last week and you heard Abby get a little kooky on the show, uh, right around the eight o'clock hour, we were doing an experiment with her that we didn't talk much about on the show because we know we have kids listening. But if you know, you kind of know. And on our bonus content this week, we chron we chronological chron, chron- What's the word I am looking for? Chronologically, is it? Chronologically? Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell you guys exactly in real time what was going on with Abby during the entire show. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> you can catch it on com slash bonus BS. your tarot card reader.
1: Uh-huh, yeah. You and her both have something in common. Uh, y'all both want me to stop talking about men.
2: So.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, It's not that I don't want you to talk about them. I just feel like if they aren't your priority then the air around you will change and you will attract what you are trying to ignore.
1: And I'm working on it. I'm like, I'm doing the detox. Like with you and crumble cookies, this (laughs) is me and men. Like this is is my buffer week. I'm starting to like shed off the men on my skin, but it might take me a couple more days to rid myself of the desperation, as you say. But over the weekend, I had my One Less Lonely Girl Squad meetup where me and a bunch of ladies from the area, we went and we did a dance class. We learned how to twerk, which as you can imagine was really embarrassing. For me, because I got nothing but hopes and dreams in the caboose area. So, <laughs> wasn't much of a sight for sore eyes. And then afterwards, we went to a gelato place downtown or in Midtown, and there was actually a tarot card reader there. So, Lori from Four Cat Tarot offered me uh, a full five minute reading, and then she was going to do a longer one later in the week. So, a little bit of a teaser. It's great marketing, Lori. Got to give it to her. A little bit of a teaser, and then she's going to give you like the full debrief. And I got the full debrief last night. Mm-hmm. But, when I sat down, I'll be honest. I was a little skeptical because I come from a religious background. I'm thinking, all right, what is this like, you know, voodoo magic about to happen? You know, the witches and the spirits about to be flowing through. In the religious the world,
0: is this like the the devil's cards or something? It's, like
1: the it's devil's magic, that uh-huh. you're not supposed to mess with. But I was like, as long as it's not like a Ouija board, I'm like I feel like it's fine. Like it's cards. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. what is she gonna do? Throw the cards at me? So I, oh, sit- I get a paper cut. <laughs> <laughs> the spirits are making me bleed. So I'm sitting down, and she's got her cards set out, and she. She's explaining her process and she's just kind of holding one of the cards to show me uh, just kind of like how she's going to do the whole thing. So the first card that she has held up is a, a card with three women on it and they're all hugging each other. And I'm like, oh, how precious this little girls meet up. The spirits obviously know what they're doing. And she goes, this isn't your card, but like, this is what I'm going to do and how I'm going to explain it. So I'm like, all right, Lori, do your thing. So she starts mixing up the cards. She's shuffling them. She asks me to point to the left, right, or middle. I point to one of them and she starts shuffling the deck, the deck again. And then she pulls the top card from the deck that I had chosen and it's the same one with the three women. Because there's not repeat cards from what I can tell. I don't know. Maybe this is a part of the magic, mm-hmm. how they trick you. And she started talking about friendships and the relationships that you need to be focusing on. Because I had gone gone in and honestly, she was like, what do you want to focus on? And I was like, well, it'd be nice to know if I'm going to get in a long-term serious relationship. And she was like, that's not our focus today. Because clearly the universe just wants you to focus on the circle of women in your life. She goes, I feel like you might have some good girlfriends around you. <laughs> I'm like, ha-ha, no, that's why I'm here. i had to ask strangers <laughs> on the internet to come hang out with me, Lori. <laughs> 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 it's the only way I know how to make friends. So she said, okay, well then that's the spirit's way of saying that, uh, you know, you're going to have a close circle of friends around you and that's going to be the energy that you're going to be focusing on over the next year. And then, you know, she goes on to talk about like the things that you need to do spiritually and then she's like, ah ha, ha, time's up. So, <laughs> I ended up Having my last tarot card reading last night over the phone, which was only supposed to go for like 15 minutes, but the spirits were spiriting and it ended up going for like 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So, what'd I- you say? Well, I, I, I actually tease this as a two-parter, so yes. I, this is where I'm going oh, She's okay. only going to give us it. the first bit of tea, and then we'll get, like, the full scoop. I will say, because, like I said, she didn't want to reveal too much about my romantic love life, but she did say when I was going to meet Mr. Wright and what he was going to be doing.
0: They can pinpoint that kind of
1: thing? That's what she said. Really? So I think she sees that in the cards or like there were spirits telling her that. There were spirits. And apparently, I think my grandma was on the line too because she's like, there's some woman that wants to talk to you. And I was like, that's my grandma. Let her speak. So
3: she's more than a tarot card reader. She's also a medium. Yeah. Okay.
0: But I mean, if you say... To anybody, really, there's somebody on the other side that's a female presence that's trying to speak with you. Aren't like 98% of people going to say, yeah, I know that could be somebody. Well,
1: all my grandparents are still living except for one, which is why I was like, oh, Oh. that's that's probably my grandma or okay. my great grandma.
0: So tomorrow at this time you're going to tell us what she said? Tomorrow
1: say? I'm going to tell you about when I'm supposedly going to meet Mr. Wright, and then I promise I will shut up about men forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because, because now I
1: know I don't have to be desperate anymore. Bert's <laughs> that's
0: like, what that's what not she- why okay. I
4: hired you. Right. <laughs> you got a month. One month is all <laughs> I want. Get it.
0: The Bert Show. All right, let's get Megan on here because she's not exactly sure if her dude is being shady or not. Hey, Megan. Hi. <laughs> All right, tell How us what's good. good, really good. All right, so what's shady or not here?
5: Okay, so um, you filled them in a little bit, but I've been dating this guy for about six months, and he was talking on the phone with his friend about this awesome trip, I was looking forward to it because I assumed that I would be going as well. Apparently, I was not invited, so I talked to him more about it, and he says it's a trip he does in the early summer And honestly, if it was a guy's trip, that's really not a big deal. I wouldn't mind that. But then he tells me it's a trip he takes every year with 15 of his friends from high school. And half are guys and half are girls. And apparently they all get together, rent this big house. Half are married. Most of them are in a relationship. But their one big rule is no spouses or significant others are allowed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, my question for you is, for me, this seems really weird And I don't really feel comfortable with this. And I'm wondering if this seems shady to you guys or would you be okay with it?
3: Okay, so before we answer, let's dive in to the why. Why does this make you feel uncomfortable?
0: Kristen has seen a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the (laughs) technique the therapist (laughs) uses on Kristen. Let me take my
3: glasses off, (laughs) put one corner in my mouth. So, Megan, (laughs) tell me why you are so skeptical of this trip.
5: Well, I really have had um, not a lot of luck with guys, and it's just a gut feeling that this is super shady. And honestly, why are significant others not allowed? That's the weirdest part, I think. Mm.
3: Well, I mean, some friends just like to get together and like reminisce and significant others. When you invite somebody that's not a part of the group, it's going to alter the chemistry of, of the trip.
1: Yeah, for me, this would only make me feel some type of way if I didn't trust him in the six months leading up to this. Because if I had a really secure relationship with a guy for six months and he said, listen, this is a trip we do every year. It's nothing personal, but like no spouses, significant others are allowed to come. I'd be like, all right. So my question for you is, has he done anything that makes you feel like he's kind of a shady person or is this the only thing that's giving you the red flags?
5: I mean, I think that's why I'm a bit unsure because there's been a few red flags. (laughs) Um... So that's why I kinda wanted to hear your advice. And it's nice to hear that you guys think that this might be a normal thing. So
0: um I don't know. I, I think look, trust do you trust him or not? I think Abby is right. Do you trust him or not? Uh the dude can end up cheating right down the street with the TGI Friday server, okay? So if it doesn't matter what if you either you have trust or you don't. This would not bother me at all. This was pre existing for whatever reason they made this rule,
4: I don't think it means that he's screwing around. I, I-, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Okay. I-, I agree. This is a pre-existing. I mean, I do think it's wild to have 15 friends from high school, all those years, and y'all still all uh, stay like together. That that that's un- unheard of for me, but. Uh, If they have a rule of no significant others, I do know that people do enjoy taking a break from their relationships, be it a weekend, a few days, whatever the case, maybe that's their thing and they all just get together and they don't want anybody that's an outsider of that group to destroy the chemistry of it. So I kind of feel like you're making it about you and maybe it's not. Maybe it's innocent.
0: Here's Angela. Angela, good morning. You got some advice for Megan here, whose man is going on a trip with 15 friends from back in the day. No spouses. Is it shady or not?
5: It's not shady. My husband used to do it all the time. Now, I'm going to say he hasn't done it in 15 years because of the last incident. We got a cat, and he's allergic to cats.
0: Oh, yeah, that'll do it. I had to punish him.
5: (laughs) I had to punish him for what he did there. So he got a cat, and it was named Clemson because he went to Clemson and he has to take care of it. He's been taking care of it for 15 years and he hasn't been on the trip since. But no, it's not shady. <laughs> Go Clemson. <All> right. <laughs> that was a little all over the place. Yeah, a little
0: bit. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh...
5: I guess I should just get a cat. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: All right, here is Leah. Good morning, Leah. You are on the Birch Show. Hi. Hi.
5: Hey. Hey, it's juvenile and possibly shady. I mean, it's normal. You either integrate your high school friends into your real life now, or this is like Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> like they're just staring <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weird. Don't sleep
3: on that movie, by the way. It is so good. Is it Hot Tub Time Machine?
4: Please. Have you seen it? I've
0: never seen it. Oh. Okay, yeah. It's, it's funny. I, I don't agree with Kristen. <laughs> 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 hey Megan, uh, last caller says, "Yeah, it seems stupid and juvenile." The rest of us are kind of like, yeah. "Well, Abby wasn't."
1: No, no I, like- I think it's normal. But if you say that there were red flags beforehand, yeah. then I think it's definitely worth noting.
4: Yeah. Get it? The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bert Show's Entertainment Bus.
1: I feel like I missed out on something because oh, I didn't have did. my Oh we, you, we did. you did. You clearly did. missed. Something. Yeah. I That's why did. you gotta be a little delayed with putting your <laughs> headphones on because you never know what you <laughs> might <laughs> say. Yes. I'm really good at my job. So I pre- I was prepared <laughs> and I put my headphones in ready to do this entertainment buzz. This
0: is the difference between your first contract and twelve years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Elon Musk he may turn us all into robots because he's just introduced a brain chip and one person already has it in their head. It's from his startup. It's called Neuralink and he says that there's already one patient that just got it in their head on Sunday and he's recovering well apparently. The brain chip is called telepathy and he says it enables control of your phone or computer and through them you can control almost any device just by thinking. He says initial results show promising
2: neuron spike detection. This is super exciting. So the first one. (laughs) Well, listen, because I I thought not as well. I was like, "Eh, not for me. But the first ones are being done on people who are quadriplegic or suffering from ALS. So it's really the uses are at first are going to be from people who aren't either don't have their limbs to function or can't move their own limbs. So imagine if Stephen Hawking could actually operate the machinery and connect with it with his life. It just would allow them to have so much more functionality of their original lives back even though they're being afflicted by these diseases or conditions. I feel like this is
0: how three-fourths of sci-fi movies go sideways, where something good can be Mm -hmm. introduced into the world like this, except then they know our every thought. It gets used for evil somehow. It gets used Mm -hmm. for evil somehow, man. If you were scared of the DNA testing, this must really freak you out.
1: Oh, this is terrifying.
2: It's terrifying, but if I had... Well, I can't assume what I would do if I had ALS, but I would think if I did and I was told there might be an opportunity for you to be able to communicate with your friends and family, I would be like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You can serve me ads based on what's going on in my brain. Here's my thing. If it's so safe, why doesn't
1: Elon get it first?
2: Well, Mm -hmm. it's not so Mm -hmm. safe yet. So they did trials on some monkeys. Um, There's a little bit of a dispute about whether or not the monkeys passed away from it or not. So now, though, they had to be approved to go into human trials. So I think their goal, though, is I think the person who got it implanted is a quadriplegic. Okay. So that's their goal. I
0: don't even download the latest iOS until all of you guys (laughs) try it out first and we say, so I am not going to be the first one to try this. It's going to be decades.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine having to plug yourself in for the software update? Like It would be so freaky. Mm -hmm. All right. It was the greatest night in pop and one of the biggest artists of the 80s wasn't invited documentary called the greatest night in pop but of course it's all about creating the song we are the world which if you don't know it's a song where the promotion helped raise more than 63 million dollars for humanitarian aid in africa in the united states also just very iconic in the pop world but now uh, there's a documentary that will tell you all the little no-things about it, like the fact that Madonna uh, wasn't asked to be in it because they didn't think she was a strong enough vocalist. So they had Cyndi Lauper instead. She
0: also would have showed up six hours late and they would have been <laughs> done cutting the thing. Maybe <laughs> 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 they were just sick of it.
1: <laughs> but there's all these uh, really fun tidbits that are coming out. Like Prince was supposed to be there, but he was a no-show, so he pulled a Madonna. Really? Uh, too good for uh, that. I can see Prince doing
4: Really? That. I can see that.
1: It says people seem to think it was because of his rivalry with Michael Jackson and really? also so it just didn't fit his quote-unquote brand. He was apparently at a Mexican restaurant while it all went down. Of
0: course. Um, they had to put s- him right in the front row like I used to be in my Little League pictures.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I
3: saw a, a clip going viral of Michael Jackson singing. And then I think it went to Cyndi Lauper and then to Huey Lewis and somebody else. And Michael's singing was perfection. Mm. And then the other people sang... <laughs> And let's just say they missed a couple notes, and Michael's face.
0: What are you gonna say? What did Michael's face do?
3: Oh, it said it all. What do you mean? What did
0: that Virgo energy? He was disgusted. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he went white as a sheet, which no,
4: really would have been rude. Absolutely
3: not. I was not gonna say that. He looked
4: disgusted, like scared. No, he that would have like, been really rude.
3: Okay, I wasn't gonna. I, that's not even remotely close to where I was going. He was he was appalled at their singing, is what it was. Like, oh my god, these people can't sing. What have we done? What?
4: am I in this room with these, yes. with, yeah, with these mid-talented people? Yes!
0: He's
3: like, I'm surrounded by mids. That's what his face looked you like. You
0: would never want to be, you would never want to sing after Michael Jackson. Oh, no. No, you no. would have to go Absolutely. first. I
4: think
1: it was Huey Lewis that did, and I was like...
4: <gasps> oh no. No, no, no! It's levels. <laughs>
1: it is. It is. Yeah, Bob Dylan also had a nervous breakdown. He said he got all stressed out trying to figure out how to sing his part, and when they wanted, and when all they wanted him to sound like was himself. So, a lot of fun tidbits. So, definitely check out that documentary. But a new show on Netflix has topped The Office as the most streamed show on the platform. I'm going to tell you who holds the crown on your next E Buzz on the Bird Show.
0: Get it? The Bird Show. I learned a very valuable lesson, I think, yesterday. When you were pooping yourself? (laughs) Uh, Those are two of the same, similar, they're going to fall under the same stupid umbrella. Okay. What Kristen is talking about, I was coming off this detox diet, I'm trying to get these metals out of my body, and my doctor suggested this detox, so I've pretty much been eating nothing but fish and greens for the last uh, 21 days, and um, Sunday was the first day that I could actually wean myself back on to foods that weren't, like, just these two things. Wean. Wean, yeah. And I didn't wean much. I went in for um, wings and pizza and cheesecake and Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> And then was shocked, shocked in the middle of the night when I felt like I was delivering a baby. <laughs> uh, stupidity number two. And this one um, I think is absurd. So I got a new house. And I am now doing um, some renovations to it. One of the renovations that I'm doing is I am putting a deck on the back of my house. It's kind of a it's a it's a ranch style house, and it's old. And this is the first time that I have ever worked on a house myself, like helping the design. I've always had women that were doing it for me, and just kind of like, all right, this is where I live, but it doesn't really have my personality. So this is the very first time that I'm ever really engaged in what my house looks like ever in my entire life. So I'm now starting to warm up to the idea of bringing people over to the house, which has been happening more often lately. I have never been comfortable with people being in my house because I grew up in a home where kids weren't really, they weren't, the, the neighborhood kids weren't welcome. So anytime anybody's in my house, I'm a little sketched out by it. But in this new house, plenty of people have been over and I've been very, very comfortable with it. So I'm starting to think, okay, maybe I'll start socializing in my house a little bit more. So I want my deck on my back, uh, the back of the house to be a little bit bigger than it is right now because it's kind of teeny and small. So the contractors come up, uh, came up yesterday and we did the estimates on it and everything and they were going to start construction on it. And I started looking at it and I'm like, you guys, I think for what I want, it is going to be too small. So let's go ahead and extend it. All right. And they're like, you sure you want to do that? I'm like, yeah, this is just a little too small. And we're also doing construction on this deck around a tree also. So it's going to be real pretty. Um, And by the time I was done giving them the measurements and they okayed it and gave me the estimate, they started building it yesterday. And I went out there last night and realized this is absurdly big. (laughs)
1: You got big deck energy? (laughs) Big deck energy.
0: So the reason why you saw me measuring the studio before.
1: Yeah, you were, Bert had his
3: phone out and he was using an app that you can just run it against a wall and it tells you how like the length of the wall. I was wondering what the hell you were doing.
0: Again, I have never done anything like this before, so I have no reference point whatsoever. So the studio is 20 by 20 is what I just measured. Uh Uh-huh. The deck I'm putting in is 40 by 20. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh
0: Wow, that is a big deck. Yeah. You
3: like big decks and you cannot lie. No, I can't. Uh,
0: I didn't realize it was that big, though, and I think it's going to be absurd.
3: So it's 40 deep going out into <laughs> it's your yard?
0: Four, it, no, it's 20 going into the okay. yard. It's 40 along oh, the side of the I house. Oh, I think that's okay. You think?
3: <laughs> no, I do. Because it's going the entire uh, length of your house, right?
4: Yes. 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 If it's, yeah. it's longer <laughs> it in your house, it's a little different. Yeah.
0: Dude, I walked out there last night, and at first I was really happy, like, this is going to be a great party spot. And then I started doing the math on it and going, oh, good God.
3: You could fit like a hund- 100 people out there. This <laughs> is like a
0: football field. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized at the time that I am not doing anything anymore before calling your husband.
3: Okay. Yeah. He, he yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: because I have no skills in this whatsoever. In fact, I called him a couple of weeks ago because um, my shower was, wasn't getting very hot, and mm-hmm. I had no idea why that was, no idea. Like, the sink next to it is getting scalding hot, but the shower was, like, lukewarm, and I couldn't figure out why. So I called the contractor, and then I called Bart, and I'm like, dude, do you have any idea on why this might be? And he's like, dude, this is such an easy fix. They put, like, a child protection type thing on there.
3: Yes, for, for the bath, because obviously the kids took a bath in there. So there's certain things you can do um, to prevent the water from getting scalding hot.
0: Yes. Really? So oh. he said it's a super easy fix. They should be in and out of the house in like five minutes. So by the time they came over to the house, I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know that uh, I think what's happening here <laughs> is they put one of those child protection things on here. So you should be in and out of here in about 15 minutes. I and? will do that every, and he was right. And he was out Okay. Here, yeah. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, so to the, uh, I guess it's a bit of a family meeting here. Um, I've said this about the Birch Show and the kind of job we have and the kind of show we do, that there are just some days where we got to come in here and fake it. Uh, we don't feel like being funny. Uh, some of us are in a dark place, but this is the job. So Cassie is in here today, and she's going through a very, very difficult time.
2: Yeah, we... um and I'm gonna give a kid warning. Parents we're gonna we're gonna talk about euthanasia. So if you don't wanna talk to your kids about that, tune in later on the podcast. But we had to euthanize my dog Calliope oh, on Friday. Sorry. Thanks. I'm um, so sorry. So sorry. Thanks. It was really, really difficult because we had to make the decision to put her down. Um Whereas I had another dog, Ajax, who was 10 years old, but he had seizures and he passed away during a seizure while I was pregnant. And I was trying to talk to my husband about why it felt so different because I was devastated over the loss of Ajax because he was a gift to me from my husband. But he was our family dog. But I think because I was six months pregnant, I had like a one year old. Calliope was still in the house like there was so much going on that I grieved his loss, but I had to stick and move. And with Calliope, the kids are older, they've gotten to experience her a little bit more. She's been with us 15 years, almost the entire length of our relationship um, through multiple homes and making the decision to put your dog down. You know, in a cowardly way, and I feel so guilty saying this, but I would get up every morning hoping that she had died overnight Mm -hmm. so that the choice, it was on her terms almost, and I didn't have to be the one to make the call. Um, But that's not how it was going, and she had Cushing's disease, which is sort of essentially no matter how much they eat, they starve, and she had a tumor on her leg and other things going on. It was time and the vet had told us it was time Um, and she lasted through Christmas and my son's birthday, which was great, but it is so difficult making that call to say, this is the time. And the the service we used was really great. They're called Sweet Dreams. They came to the house, amazing people, so kind. As soon as they answered the phone the first time, I knew we were in good hands because they were so caring. Um, The way it works, they give you windows, you know, because I guess they have to plan out a route or whatever, whoever's homes are going to. And they said, you know, we can do it in the afternoon for you because I work in the mornings on Friday. And I'm like, cool, we got a two hour window. So I'm thinking like they work until 8 p.m. I'm like, it's going to be like maybe four, maybe 6 p.m. And my husband, they contact you in the morning and he's like, they will be here between noon and two. So it was already earlier. than I had anticipated. But that's okay, because we had 15 years. And they were so kind. When I got home, and they called at 11.40, and they're like, we'll be right there at noon. And they were apologetic. And I was like, crap, I don't even have those two extra hours. And it's just so sudden when it happens. Like, even though I feel like I've been talking about it forever, the day comes way too soon. And then talking to kids about it is tough. And I caught myself and I want to thank the virtual listeners for reaching out. There were so many people, child psychologists, um, vet- veterinarians who guided me on how to talk to my kids about this. And essentially they were like, let the kids say goodbye and don't sugarcoat it. They need to know what's happening. And my friend Brianna had pointed out that for her dog, when her dog indeed passed away, it was a gift to them because they were able to use that to talk to their kids about death before like maybe a family member passes. And I really tried to look at it that way. But it is it is so hard how much we want to sugarcoat death when we mm-hmm. talk about it. And I even blame TikTok a little bit because it bans the word um, like dead or killed. So people write unalived. So for some reason in my head, like, Dying or being killed has become such a taboo word where I find myself saying unalived, like even on the show rather than died. So I'm talking to my daughter and I'm like, she's, you know, Clypie is dying today. Um, And we had given her some forewarning, So she had like a week to say goodbye. And every day she would be like, is Clypie going to die today? And I'm like, no, not today. And so finally we said it's today. She's not coming back. And we explained that she was very sick and in a lot of pain. And that this would help her not
5: be in pain.
2: And it feels like saying goodbye to a family member. Because I grew up with dogs and cats, but they were never mine. They were my sisters. She was a big animal lover. You know, I had a cat, but it became my parents' cat when I left. It was a family cat. So Glype was my first, like, adoption and my first dog, my first fur baby. So it's so surreal explaining to your ch- first child that your first pet is going to be gone forever and what that really means and that she's not coming back and that we have to say goodbye and so of course hazel starts crying i miss calliope and i'm like turn around she's right behind you she's not dead yet (laughs) (laughs) um so i think she was more upset by the fact that chad and i were upset uh, and we didn't hide our feelings people said not to do that too Mm. so we both cried in front of her and she took it really well so anybody who's worried about explaining death to a four-year-old she took it like a champ she's like okay i get it and max just wakes up the next day and he's like where's calliope and i'm like i told you
5: she did <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, but they gave her like treats to say goodbye and then it was a very peaceful passing um they gave her a sedation before she passed away she didn't even flinch at the sedation shot like She was ready to go and she just looked like she was asleep. It was so peaceful. But, you know, I think it was a lesson for me that it is so difficult to talk to death. And when you talk to a kid about it, I didn't say go to sleep because then they get scared of going to sleep. They say don't tell them they passed away. Don't use these euphemisms. I think I did say she's dying and she will go over the rainbow bridge Mm and, you know, and be pain free. But it needs they need to understand the finality of death and that The animal or the pet or the family member isn't coming back and it's the end of the line. And telling your kid that is so hard because you worry that then they will start to make the cognitive connections. Like, what about me? What about you, mom? Am Mm -hmm. I going to die? Luckily, we didn't have that. She was not that curious. So we avoided that discussion. But it is... It was infinitely more difficult for me to talk about death than it was for my child to understand the concept. So anyone struggling with that, no, just at least carry that with you. You can be upfront, you can be straight with them, and they handle it very well. And personally for me, I just spent the last rest of the afternoon just Mm. crying my eyes out with swollen. I mean, I had the swollen eyes, and it's just it is an interesting crossroads in my life because I really hate feeling this way. And for a long time, I kept my emotions shut off and I didn't bond with animals or even let myself fully bond with people because I don't like feeling like this because it is, I think, Kristen, you've always said something so poetic. It's like, and I'm going to butcher it, but something like grief is the price you pay for having love like that. The pain is great because the love is great. And I just, I hate that. I don't want the pain because I'm a little coward. and I don't like Mm -hmm. dealing with it. But here we are. And so I think her passing was a growth opportunity for me, as weird as that sounds as well, to allow myself to really feel and feel for other pets and family members in a way that I hadn't previously. So Mm. she taught me so much and I'm grateful.
3: I'm sorry. She's very lucky to have had you and your family.
0: Thanks. Get it, the Bird Show. It's the little things that start to pile up in your relationship that, if you let them go, man, they become really, really big things, right? So Kristen and Bart have decided we're going to look at these little things and we're going to stop them now. Well,
3: I did, it and I forced him to do it, but okay. that's fine. Um, I and I, I really want to encourage people to do this test because, in all sincerity, it has shifted my mindset. And it's making me be a better partner. And I don't know if it's making me be a better partner, but it's making me want to be a better partner. I don't know how much I've actually accomplished because the very first day we started this, I came home and I was upstairs in Jimmy's nursery and I walked out the door and Bart yelled up at me. and goes, Kristen. And I was like, What? He goes, "The lights. Turn the lights <laughs> off." <on." laughs> and sure enough, I had Jimmy's nursery light on and his in his in his um closet light on. So what we had what we did is I came up with three little things Super trivial but annoying things that drive me crazy that my husband does. And he did the same. Vice versa, right? Three little things. So for me, it was him setting stuff in front of the microwave so I can't get to the door and open it. Um, It was polishing off my water in my water bottle if I left it out or whatever. Because he did it the other day and he drank all of it. And there was no more sparkling water left and I was very upset. Damn him. Um, And like for him... It is um, me leaving my shoes at the couch. When I come home, I take my shoes off wherever and just leave them there. Um, Also, I don't put the clothes away. Like, he does the laundry. My only responsibility is to put the clothes away when they're on the ironing board or the drying rack. Which I tend to ignore, and then um, turning lights off when I leave rooms and closing closet doors because I like to open doors and get what I need, and then I just don't close that door.
0: <laughs> before we go on with that, is there anything to the theory like of don't sweat the small stuff? like this stuff is so small, like it, in the overall scheme of things? So
3: yes, I can I can see that. But what I've learned through what what we've done so far, right? Because I used to be the person that said all the time to my husband, when he would bring these things up to me, right? And it wasn't until he started doing little things that I was like, we need to do this. (laughs) He would bring up to me and I'm like, you know who you married? This is who I am. You just have to like, you just have to accept me for who I am. Like I leave my, like just deal with it. This is who I am. Like, why are you trying to change me? That was my mindset. But now upon doing this, I actually am actively thinking about my significant other throughout the day and how this one small thing, me turning the light off in this room can make a difference in his day. Why would I not want to do that? Mm-hmm. Like him moving that little thing in front of the microwave can make a difference in my day. Why would he not want to do that? And it's, I, I am b- very much actively trying to be just, a better spouse, like moving those shoes is something so small that I should be able to do. So instead of getting all stuck in my like, no, this is who I am. You just have to accept me and love me and stop trying to change me. It's (laughs) like, no, Kristen, like grow up.
0: Like I I literally um, read a list this morning. That said, the number one thing that people that have low emotional intelligence say (laughs) is, this is just who I am.
3: Yeah. No, (laughs) ma'am.
5: I believe that. Yeah. This morning.
3: Yeah. And so now I feel like it's in a place of evolving. I mean, this is a man I've been with for 17 years. He's put up with some S over Mm -hmm. 17 years. You know what I mean? And so, and just like. When I hung, and it's it's twofold. It's a win-win. So when I came home yesterday and I opened the closet door, and it's it's small and it's trivial, but it makes a difference. I think that's what's important to remember. When I hung my coat up and put it in the closet and then closed the door, I was like, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, why would I be proud of myself for doing something that every person should normally do? But in my heart, I knew, like, this is... This is going to make Bart happier, so why would I not want to make the man I love happier? So
0: is it important for both of you guys to recognize that you've corrected these smaller changes, or is this just... No. It's not. You I shouldn't, don't, okay. the, the,
3: the person shouldn't... You, ha, you shouldn't have to be rewarded for doing these things. You shouldn't have to be acknowledged for doing these things. You should just do these things out of the goodness of your heart, because it's... They're not trying to change you. Like, Bart wasn't trying to change me morally or even physically. He just wanted me to pick up my damn shoes. You know what I mean? And so, because he's
0: got so much other stuff, he's taking care of Jamie also. So,
3: and there's a trickle effect because when you start doing that stuff, and I've, I've, I I am being 100% transparent. I just needed a personal story. So I thought this would be funny just to throw out there because I had come home and Bart had left a pile of crap in front of the microwave. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'll Mm -hmm. put myself on blast. I'll put him, we'll we'll laugh about it, blah, blah, blah. I had no idea doing this. I would have like this massive revelation about myself and and our relationship. And it's like, it's getting over yourself and... Getting over some of these little things and wanting to be, um, wanting to be stuck in the this is who I am, and rather like relationships are about sacrifice. And, like, honestly, how big of a sacrifice is it for me to pick up my shoes? So, I think doing this exercise, and I really encourage other people to do it. Um, I mean, don't go ham and pick 10 things, but like, you know, (laughs) pick three things that you each want each other to do that would make the other person's life easier and better. Why would you not want to do that?
0: Here's Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Good morning. You're on the bird show.
3: Hi, good morning. Well, um, I tried that with my husband. He is, he leaves things everywhere. And then he's like, where is that thing that I left three
5: days ago in the counter? Where you moving my stuff? Like, I'm not moving anything. I just put it in the back where it belongs. So I quit doing that. And because he didn't put anything back in where it belongs, I grab everything and sell them on eBay. <laughs> so That's now everything what? is actually lost. If you ask for something, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Where did you last
1: put it? I didn't touch it. Meanwhile, I'm just cleaning everything up, making some extra money and buying some,
3: some good food.
0: Okay, that's an alternative. That's that, a, that's another way to handle it. You got have, you have
3: two options there, folks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Choose
3: whatever makes your heart happy. Polar
4: offices. Get it. The Burt Show.
6: Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from
0: Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz.
1: I have a confession to make. I have never seen a full episode of The Office.
0: Oh, wow. You're missing out, man. Right? Me either. It's a classic. Not a
1: single single full episode. I've seen, like, clips. Like, I've seen scenes, but I've never sat down and been like, you know what sounds really good right now? The Office. I think
3: I've probably seen The Office all seasons at least three times.
0: I never finished it. It's not too long for me.
3: It's a lot of seasons. Once
0: Steve Curl took off, that was it.
3: Uh, yeah, it,
1: it, it took a weird turn, especially when Andy became manager.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it, it's a classic.
1: Yeah, and clearly so because it's held the crown for the most minutes watched on streaming platforms since mm-hmm. 2020. But now there's a new show that has broken the record, and I would like for you all to give me your best guesses before I reveal who has taken the top spot.
4: Um, stranger Things. <laughs>
3: Thank
4: you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: On all, and all streaming platforms? Yes. Is it like an all-time, like, is it a new show? It's not a new show. Is it Friends? Friends. I figure after Matthew Perry's passing, maybe a lot of people yeah. went back. Oh, that would be a good guess.
4: <sighs> I saw the answer, so I'm not... Grey's like Anatomy. <sighs>
3: <laughs> that's another good guess because yeah, there's solid. like eighty seven seasons of that thing.
4: Right. Abby, your buzzer sounds more like psycho than the famous <laughs> um, buzzer.
3: No. It's <laughs> more duck like than anything. Okay. <laughs> I, I love doing this, so I I don't have a guess yet. Can, you, can I get a hint? No, because I feel
1: like it'd be too obvious.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's, oh, a obvious? it's a drama.
2: It's, Law one in order. Wo- it, no. <laughs> it's
0: a drama. It's a great guess though. Guess, though. Yeah, it, it's over. one you wouldn't expect. Hmm. And Law and it,
3: Order SVU what, 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 if we what if we said that? Law
0: and
3: Order oh,
0: The lead actress isn't No, no, no Acting anymore? No Is she
1: That's so obvious
4: Or just give it to him
1: No
0: No, i saying
4: that's what he's
1: doing no, this drama. That's a great
3: guess though The lead actress <laughs> isn't acting <laughs>
2: anymore Is it, Is it because she's deceased? Is it first 24 where they all die?
0: No, she's still alive.
2: She's still alive, but she's not acting. In any... girls.
0: Nope. Ah. And in the headlines quite a bit, but she's just not acting anymore. Those are good hints.
3: That is a great hint.
1: I thought it would be too obvious. That's like, it's a good hint, but it's
3: well, too... I, it's I,
0: obviously because a... you and I know the answer.
4: <laughs> can, I that usually helps. can I give a one-word hint? Please. No. Closet.
2: Closet? The hell? Closet? Huh? What, no, what?
1: What? See,
4: that's not giving it away. But if you think about it, I,
1: I don't even know how those two it's things. It's a
3: drama with an actress who is no longer acting, but she's in the headlines. Baywatch?
5: No. Queer <laughs> <Where are> I? <laughs> it's a drama. Well, it's so difficult.
1: It's an item of clothing. It, it's an item
3: of clothing
4: that you put exactly. in a closet. Suits. There ah! you go. Ah! Yeah, yeah. And you're
3: talking about. And Markle. Yes. Oh, yep, yep.
1: Oh. It has racked up 57.7 billion total minutes watched in
2: 2023. Why? The Office. Uh, pff, I don't know. People are all about it, the zoo. It's Markle. good. It. Have y'all seen it? I oh. did, but
0: it, it didn't hold my attention.
2: Oh, I like. Well, maybe not for you because you're all about the like succession billionaire drama. <laughs> but it like for a fun, lighthearted drama. Mm. It's a light drama, like a TNT drama. Okay. Does that make sense? Gotcha. I loved it. I've watched it
1: twice. Some of the other shows that also racked up lots of minutes. Uh, you guys are a part of this bluey 43.9 Yay! billion minutes watch in CIS, Grey's Anatomy, Coco Melon, The Big Bang Theory. Mo, your favorite drama? <laughs>
4: <laughs> but Get, then, yeah. Give them more <laughs> girls
1: friends and uh, Heartland as well. So if you've been watching those, congrats. You are part of the masses. We have no lives. Okay. <laughs> uh, just in time for the dark hour, the 9 a.m. e-buzz, We're getting a little dark from Twitter. Uh, From none other than Elmo. Yes, the Sesame Street character, because he tweeted something yesterday. Elmo did? (laughs) Elmo tweeted something yesterday, and it brought a lot of dark responses from celebs. So he tweeted... Elmo's checking in. How's everyone doing? That's
0: pretty good. But a lot of people
1: Was that a good impression? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. There's one thing I can do. It's an Elmo impression. And a lot of celebs started responding. T-Pain said, I'm just looking for someone to talk to and show me love if you know what I mean. Somebody else said, Elmo, I've got a level level with you, baby. We are fighting for our lives. (laughs) (laughs) Someone said, Elmo, I'm going to be real with you. I'm at my freaking limit. (laughs) Rachel Zegler from the Hunger Games series said, resisting the urge to tell Elmo that I am kind of sad. (laughs) Uh, The Walking Dead used a gif of bloody Rick Grimes screaming on his knees. Oscar the Grouch said feeling grouchy. And Cookie Monster said, me doing okay. Me would be doing better if me had some cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so we
5: found, we
1: found every and that's Muppet voices. <laughs> I think a
4: script is coming.
0: That's I think it. a script is coming.
1: Muppet theater? Yes. So. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, for more stories, head to the Bird Show podcast on your favorite listening platform.
0: I'm strangely focused on it being GIF or GIF.
2: It's Jiff. GIF. 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 It's Jeff, but if you're cool you say GIF. God. Such a loser then.
0: (laughs) Get it. The Bird Show. Cassie, first you gotta tell us what the it girl is before we even question if her sister is being the a-hole.
2: So the it girl is like the girl who's always in fashion. Everybody loves the popular girl. She's a trendsetter. You know, like when you see in the news, like the it girl being Sophia Richie or um, Haley Bieber. Everyone wants to emulate them and copy them and everyone loves them. Mm -hmm. Zendaya. Mm -hmm. All right. So this (laughs) girl, we love her. We we stand for Zendaya. There's a lot to love there. This woman wants to know if she's the a-hole for telling her sister that her sister is no longer the it girl. So, I'm 25 and I have a sister who's a little older at 30. We're from a small town where everyone knows each other. And when we were younger, she was the it girl of our town. She was really pretty, social, well liked by everybody in general. I was the opposite. I looked like a goblin from Harry Potter. <laughs> I was extremely skinny, had crooked teeth, frizzy hair, and a huge nose. And I think I was really grotesque to look at in general. <laughs> when people, <laughs> wow. She's I saying guess. this about herself. Right. <laughs> when people saw us together, they would get really surprised, and they would often ask us whether we had the same dad or not. Oh, wow. That is uh-huh. real. Uh-huh. So
0: <laughs> They're the real a-holes right mm-hmm. there. Yeah.
2: yeah. On top of that, I always felt like my sister was ashamed of me. She never wanted uh, to take me anywhere with her and wouldn't like being seen with me, and she even told me it's because people ask her questions about me. And the thing that really annoyed me was when her friends would make fun of me, they'd often call me a little goblin, and my sister would <laughs> Never stick up Damn. for me. Damn. <laughs> anyway, since I knew from a young age people wouldn't like me for my looks, I always worked on my grades. I went to a good university, and then I worked on my looks. I gained weight, I got a hair care routine, I got a nose job and braces, and now I look a solid 7 out of 10.
1: <laughs> my Even God. her confidence is still only at a
4: seven <laughs> after the nose job <laughs>
1: and the BBL. That's that's a lot of work to on a seven. <laughs> I
4: mean, we did start. With, I mean, my God, we just started a start with goblin. Yeah. Oh, you're right.
0: Yeah. We just a right. goblin. Came if, a can, way. if you're gonna spend all that money, you better get to an eight. You think so?
4: Yes. Yes. Bare minimal. (laughs) A budget can
2: only take you so far. But my sister's life, on the other hand, didn't go as well. She went to university, dropped out, got married and got divorced and then moved back home and now works at a supermarket. And she also gained a lot of weight because of stress. This summer, she called me asking whether she could come stay with me and my fiance for a while. She told me she cannot live with my mom anymore and there's nothing to do in our small town. So I agreed and told her, sure. And she came and started living with us. The issue is whenever she gets the chance, she always talks about our past. She says how much I've changed myself and tells everyone my looks weren't always great. And the other day we were out with my friends and she did it again. But then she also showed the most unflattering childhood picture of me, and people started laughing. Oh, that's rude. Mm. I don't know what happened, but I started seeing red, and I told her she also looks really different now, like 40 pounds heavier, and oh. she's no longer the it girl, okay. and she should stop acting uh, that way. Okay, let's go. She's the girl who lives with her in her sister's house rent-free and tries to embarrass her, and that's who she is. We're currently not talking, so <laughs> am I the a-hole?
0: She is not. So her sister clearly is super jealous of how things have developed over the years and is trying to, like, alpha dog her, right, in front of all of her friends and embarrass her. She's still connected to that part of her youth where that should be in her rearview mirror. So, no, I think the retaliation is not making her an ale.
3: And especially the fact that when they were younger, her sister never stuck up for her. Like, she let people call her sister Goblin and... Thought that was okay, so I think that, that you also have to take account. You also have to take an account the history there. So while that was a you know a low blow, her sister started it. Yeah, she sounds- just happened to finish it.
4: It sounds like she was the punching bag for long enough. And like mm-hmm. you said, if we siblings and you don't defend me, then you don't get to put me down either. So if she clapped back and finally defended herself, I don't think she's the a-hole at all.
1: I don't think she's the a-hole, but I do think the response was a hole ish. Like I think <laughs> she could have think there probably a better choice of words that to where she could have actually had a productive conversation about the fact that like this is how you made me feel for my entire life and I'm sick of it. Because to an extent, like I do have some compassion for the sister that's now going through a, a different phase in life. She's not the it girl anymore because even though I think the worst kind of person is the person that will put somebody else to make them, put somebody else down to make them feel better. I think that's probably because they're coming from a place of insecurity. I feel like they don't have the capacity to give people love when they don't feel complete themselves so to an extent like even though on the outside this person is acting like an a-hole I do think it's probably because there's deep-rooted issues that they need to work through so that may explain the behavior
3: but that doesn't excuse the behavior and that's where like I wish she would have chosen her words differently but I'm glad she called her sister out like Mm -hmm. I've opened my home to you to help help you out. And here you are trying to put me down in front of my friends. Like that was the a-hole move that brought about the a-hole response.
0: Yeah. Me calling you an a-hole is very different than saying you're being an a-hole. So I think what you guys are saying is she's Mm -hmm. being an a-hole, but she's not an a-hole.
2: Well, the majority of Reddit is saying not the a-hole, but there are people saying she shouldn't have let her toxic sister back into her life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's her responsibility to act like an adult and rise above and not engage in those conversations and that her sister didn't know any better because she's never said anything to her about Uh it. So her Mm -hmm. sister's like, this doesn't bother you. And then out of nowhere, you snap on her.
0: I don't know. She, I mean, you would think that you'd have some kind of instinct that she's inflicting pain. Like she knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. Yeah, she knew what she was doing. You're on The Burt Show. All right, our intern Messiah here is wondering if he is making the right decision by going and hanging out and having drinks with co-workers. Seems yes. pretty simple.
6: Yes. So um, the other day, I actually went to Blue Moon after uh, here, and I was with Katie, Amber, and Jackson. And we literally just got one drink and one drink. One, Food item, I guess.
0: I got a slice of pizza. I'm starting to think no good thing comes from that blue moon. <laughs> with as many stories as you come in here with yeah, and the rest of the staff, nothing Is good it, going on there. There's a lot of history yeah. there, for sure.
3: It's great for radio content. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
6: <laughs> and we were there for, honestly, probably less than an hour. Uh, so Amber, let's
3: establish who asked, because um, just understanding the dynamics. So mm-hmm. you're talking about some, you know, producers of The Burt Show yes. and yourself an intern. yes. Did you ask them to come along or did they invite you?
6: It was like a mutual thing. Like, okay. Like, Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Okay. Becca, let's go eat. Totally cool. Yeah. Um. So uh, Amber and I, we were bonding. We were uh, talking. I was asking her so many questions because I find her so intriguing. And she recorded like a cute video of us, but you could see that I was holding a drink in my hand. Uh, essentially, one of my friends who was with me with like the whole application process to get this internship and like was with me for like my whole college career per se knew how much this opportunity meant to me, so they thought that I was playing my cards wrong in a sense because not only did they feel like it was not good to go grab a drink with uh you know people that I work amongst mm-hmm. or I have a professional relationship with, but also that it was promoted on Instagram per se, so it was like a <laughs> i don't care but I do know in situations where I have posted drinks and I'm like, yeah. And so I'm setting the atmosphere that I'm getting
0: effed up. Yeah. So this job and this career is so different than the real world that, you know what, putting on Instagram that you're hanging out with coworkers and you're getting your buzz on or whatever, only makes for a good personal story. <laughs> like we, we encourage it. Didn't you, but in the you real world, out? I don't know.
3: Didn't you go out with a bunch of the interns
1: uh, a couple semesters ago to Moe's uh, comedy show? Yeah, trust me. and I would have been offended if they didn't get swasted with me. I would like, what is it about me that you don't want to take tequila shots with me? But no, I, I'm on the opposite side. I think it would have been a bad decision to not go out with your coworkers mm-hmm. after this. And this is something I've started recently doing too is i realized every Thursday, everyone makes the track, trek across the street And I think in this kind of environment, it's important to foster not just the hard skills you need for your job, but the soft skills as well. And like the conversations that I've had afterwards have led to good personal stories, have led to other creative projects that, you know, we're thinking about doing. And I think there's something to be said about having good relationships with people that make you better at what you do.
4: Yeah, I think Bert nailed it. I think there are industries where that might be frowned upon for whatever reason because of the professionalism or, I don't know, in these environments, but I don't think this is one of those industries at all. I think, if anything, it's the opposite. You help build rapport, you build the chemistry, mm-hmm. it, it makes things better on air. I think it's a good thing that you uh stepped outside of your comfort zone to do that. I, I've never built a company that wasn't in media or radio
0: or anything like that, so I don't know if this translates into the wor- real world or not, but if if it... I wonder if I had a company or we were doing a company, I think I would encourage it. Because to me, culture and chemistry is so important to the office. And if that means everybody going out and letting their hair down and getting to know each other a little bit better, I think it actually adds to the office unless politics get involved and you get cattiness. I mean, you're opening up to that, but.
3: Well, I think you definitely, you should encourage it, encourage it, but not to a certain point. I know there was a man that sued his company because he felt forced to go out and forced mm. to drink with his coworkers. And that, that was the only way to get a leg up in the company. Mm. Like if you weren't going out, if you weren't drinking, if you weren't getting wasted with your coworkers, there was going to be no way for you to excel um, in this company, which is the polar opposite. So there's like a happy medium there. Like you want to encourage it, but just because somebody doesn't want to go out or doesn't want to have a drink, shouldn't also harm them in any way in their career.
0: Well, your friends that were giving you this advice, um, what industries are they in? Are they so they crazy conservative thing is,
6: uh, the, the one friend who made the big thing about it, uh, dropped out unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not the life of the party. So, I mean, I would be upset, too, that I wasn't grabbing a drink with him. Uh
0: Uh-huh. So... I don't think he's the guy I would take advice yeah. from.
4: No. I'd probably go to another friend. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what industries would it be worse for you to be hanging out with each other and kind of chopping it up? To me, that just lends to what we do. Yeah, yeah
5: church. <laughs> yeah, no, well, but even nah, though it, like,
4: Retreat. Yeah.
6: <laughs> I think because they knew that I was a bio pre-med major, actually, for the first three years of college. I think that they're still in that mind frame, in a sense, okay. of... Of that, but What made
3: you take that jump? You went from bio pre-med to what?
6: Uh, to journalism. I was realized I was chasing the bag and not the dream. Yeah. You are the bag. Mm. Uh,
3: yeah, there's no bag here. You, bag. Wanted to, you wanted to
6: go out with people who drink.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. There's and none. I'm a
6: bartender, too, so it's like drinking is second nature, I
0: guess. <laughs> there's no bag. There's no dream. There's nothing. Here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.